to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, welcome back to the Last Gen Podcast. Hope everyone's doing great today. Um, it is late August. Man, 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 man. I'm happy. I'm happy for a multitude of reasons. I'm very excited for September. Many things are happening in September um, in my own personal life, but just, just in general. I'm, I'm very happy. This whole summer... I would like to say it's flown by. It's um, it's flown by in some senses, but in others, you know, for me at least. Um, but I'm very excited. It's the end of August. That's ridiculous. I never really thought we would get to the end of August, but here we are, um, the last week in August, and I am, well, not the last week, second to last week, but you get the point. Wait, yeah, second to last week, but it's uh it's pretty pretty crazy, pretty ridiculous what is you know what what what's happening and I'm just very excited. Um big things coming. So if you don't know me, my name's Alex. I don't feel like introducing myself every time. Go check out another another podcast. Y'all know me. I know who I'm talking to. I can almost see your faces in my room, but I won't think about that cuz it's kind of weird, but welcome back. Um today I don't really have any announcements other than um, we just ended Friday morning Bible study. That's That was the last one that we're going to do for a while, and it's the last one that we're doing in the mornings, um, which, praise God for that, because we're about to pick up at nighttime, and I know that that's going to be um, not only better for, for everyone as far as, like, you know, sleep goes, but it'll be easier for people to get on and work work things around their schedule. And I think I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be way better. Um but but thank you to everyone that that jumped on like you know, um we'd have some some weeks where 20 kids were jumping on, you know, 12, 16, stuff like that. And it's just great to see the hunger um and to see the dedication that some people have because, you know, you guys you guys are a different breed of people and I'm very excited. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to have anyone else's youth ministry, to be honest with you. Um, as far as like the kids go. And I know, I know, you know, what, whatever other people are super successful, but I love y'all. I do. I'm so excited, um, to, um, that you guys are connected with us. But today I wanted to jump on very, very briefly, and you can take that with a grain of salt briefly, but I, I just had a thought, um, that's been stirring around in my spirit. It's been, it's been stirring around there, you know? Um, stewing in my spirit, if you will. Uh, just a quick thought, a quick exhortation, if you will, that I think will set you up for not only a great day, but a great week, a great rest of the summer, which we only have a little bit left, but more importantly, the the better half of the year. I think this will um, set you up to have the best fall that you've ever had, fall and winter. Um, 
especially knowing that a lot of kids right now um, are going into school. They're going back to school. Um, I know y'all are, some of y'all are dreading it. You don't want to go back to school. You don't want the summer to be over. I get it. I get it. But you have to go back to school, um, you know, if you don't want to be a failure. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, drop out for all I care. I, I, don't, I don't care. But, <laughs> but y'all are going back to school. If you're not in high school or you're not in middle school, maybe you're a young adult, you're, you're going to college. I know a lot, of, a lot of you guys are starting college for the first time. You're going into freshman year, um, which is super exciting. I'm, I'm pumped for you guys. I really am. Um, but not just because you're going to school. I, I don't want anyone to just go to school just to check off the box. You know, I think that's how I went to school for the first two years. I didn't think of it as anything. Um, you know, I certainly didn't didn't think of it as an opportunity to push the gospel forward for my first two years. Certainly not, and that was a big that's a big regret of mine. But going into this this uh, this fall, I want you guys to prep yourselves for a different kind of year. You know, I think a lot of times in the summer. We make goals and we make expectations for the year that we think, okay, well, this is going to be the year where I get on fire for God. This is going to be the year where I share the gospel and win my friends to Jesus. This is going to be the year where I go to church, I read my Bible more than I've ever had. And, you know, you have that intention, end of August comes, you're pumped, you know, you might be dreading school, but you're like, this is going to be it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on a schedule. And maybe you stick to that schedule for one, two weeks, but, you know, the school starts to catch up with you and you've got homework to do and you've got projects and you've got, you know, standardized tests and you're staying up late doing schoolwork. And suddenly that vision that you had for your school, that vision that you had for your own year fades away and you basically get into this mode where you're just like, I, I just want to get through it. I'm just, I'm just going to get by. I don't want you to slip into that. It's very easy to slip into that. But I don't want you to. I want you to think of this year. If you're going to brand this year with a title, um, and if you're taking notes, I want you to take out your whatever, you know, your, your <laughs> I was going to say binder, but, you know, this isn't like science class. Your binder, your trapper keeper, if you will. Take out your composition notebook or your phone or whatever you take notes on. I want you to title this, this episode. Um, you see the title, Christian Extremists and how to stop them. Christian extremists and how to stop them. Um, pretty interesting title. It's not clickbait, um, but I, I want to come at this from a different kind of perspective today. Christian extremists and how to stop them. I want you to, in your mind, and, and if you have to write it down on your, in your, you know, whatever binder you use for school, I want you to write down, this will be the year of the radical. This will be the year of the radical. I feel that in my spirit even now as I'm saying it. This will be the year of the radical. For those connected to the last gen, this will be the year of the radical. What do I mean by radical? You see on the news all the time um, reportings about extremist group groups. If you get on CNN, they can't go five minutes without talking about right-wing Christian um, extremist nationalists, you know, these Bible thumpers, these right-wing extremists, these Christian nationalists. 
and and they like to brand people um, with the word extremists. If you've ever heard it when they're talking about the nation of Islam, they're they're Muslim extremists. They're Islam extremists. Um, they're you know they label terrorists as that extremists. And and that's definitely a, a bad connotation. You do, in in this day and age, the worst thing you can be branded as is an extremist. You don't want to be branded as anything extreme. I think it's funny whenever um, I like to watch these um, man on the street interviews, which is basically you know a guy walking around with a microphone and a camera, um, asking random people questions about politics, questions about history. I just want to see where like the common people are at. And I think one of the most like it's it's a pretty simple question, but one of the most funny things to me when they ask this question, they always ask, "Would you say you're more um, you lean to the left or to the right?" You know, talking about um, in politics, politically, do you lean to the left or to the right? Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, um, and and without fail, I think a lot of young people have this canned answer where they go. I I you know I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I think I'm like I'm in the middle somewhere. But then they continue with the interview. What how do you feel about this topic? How do you feel about this topic? And you can very clearly see that they're nowhere close to the middle. They're very very extreme. But I think there's this stigma around being extreme. There's this stigma around being completely caught up in something. You know, you hear the reportings all the time about Muslim extremists, that they're terrorists, you know, stuff like that. And this isn't to bash on Muslims or whatever, but I mean, it's true. They're, they're, they're Islam extremists. And they, what it means is you take your beliefs to the nth degree. You take what you believe and you say, I'm not going to believe this just a little bit. I'm going to believe this to the end, to the, po- to the point where people think I'm nuts People think I'm nuts. If you're an extremist, people are going to think you're nuts. If you're a conspiracy theory extremist, people are going to think you're nuts. If you're a UFO believer extremist, people are going to think you're nuts. But one thing that I respect about these extremists, they're not lukewarm about anything. They're not. You ask one of those UFO believers about you know what, you know, what they believe and what they've seen, they're not going to say something like, well, you know, I just, I feel like there is something out there. Um, you know, we're not too, I'm not going to make any calls. No, they're not going to say that. They're going to say, no, there's something out there. They're real. I saw it with my own eyes. They're going to have evidence. They're going to produce evidence. They're going to produce pictures, videos, stuff like that, whether you think it's real or not, whatever. They're, they're, they're taking their beliefs to the full to the nth degree. I want you to to brand this year, the year of the radical, the year of the radical. I want everyone that's connected to this ministry. I want everyone, every young person that's connected to the last gen, to last gen youth. As we're going into this year, I don't want any lukewarm people. I'm serious. I don't want any lukewarm people and I promise you, if you plug in, if you set yourself and, and you consecrate to God, maybe you say, last year I wasn't super on fire. Last year I was kind of lukewarm. Last year I didn't really talk about Jesus. I kind of kept to myself. 
I want you to covenant with God. Lord, this year, I won't be lukewarm anymore. Many of you know the scripture. Revelation, in fact, we'll go there as like a theme scripture for today. So you can write underneath that title, Revelation chapter 3, Revelation 3, and verses 15 and 16 says this, I know this is Jesus speaking to the churches, by the way, they're saved, they're, they're believers, right? I know your works, you are neither cold nor hot. I would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Jesus saying, I wish you were, I wish you were on one side. Quit playing the fence. Quit playing the middle. Quit playing the moderate. Be extreme. It always makes me laugh. Um, my uncle tells this story. He was able to preach in his high school after he left. He came back. It was one of his first ministry engagements. Um, and he had, he had um, kept up this Bible study, or not a Bible study, but a youth group kind of in his school. And hundreds of kids would come in the auditorium. And really, I mean, powerfully. Uh, God moved powerfully there. And he was able, as the president, to invite any speaker that he wanted to. Um, and so God moved powerfully. He left that school. And I, I believe I'm telling this right. But he came back um, to preach, you know, the, the new president invited him back to preach um, a service, and this was his message. He said from, from the auditorium, from the platform to hundreds of kids, he said, look, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna sin, I want you to sin as hard as you can. I, if you're gonna drink, get drunk. If you're gonna sleep around, sleep around with as many people as you want. If you're gonna be addicted to drugs, try all the drugs you want. And at this point, the, you know, the teachers are probably freaking out, like, why did we invite this guy? What is going on? But he said this. He said, but if you're going to live for Jesus, you better give it everything that you have. Don't play the fence. Don't be lukewarm. This year is going to be the year of the radical, the radical believers, radical on fire believers. I want, I want you to make a secret goal. <laughs> That and, and it's not it's not for this, but this will this will start to happen. When you become an on fire radical believer, when you start to pull away from the pack, so to speak, pull away from your Christian friends that are only sort of committed, this will happen. Mark my words. You'll have people, you'll have your peers, you'll have teachers even, you'll have adults and your parents, maybe. They will look at you and tell you you're going too far. If you're doing this Christian thing right, if you're doing it correctly, people will think you're nuts. Plain and simple. And if, and if in all your Christian life, nobody has accused you of being too out there or too committed, or I think you're taking this Christianity thing a little too far, a little too serious, then you're probably not doing it right. If lukewarm Christians don't get uncomfortable and angry around you, something's off. Not like you're going around trying to make people angry, but the natural tendency of a lukewarm Christian is to look at those who are on fire and to ridicule, if they've got the spirit of religion, they'll ridicule you and they'll try to bring you back to their level because it makes them, it convicts them that you're, 
you're more committed than them. It brings conviction. So what do they do? They pull you, they try to pull you back. Listen, in the years that I've been serious about following the Lord, I've had plenty of people, you know, here, here are just some of the, uh, the things that people have said of me. I, I know they're heartwarming and they should go in a card and I should frame it on my wall when I move into my new house um, next month. But, you know, I've, I've been, and this is not to like flaunt, you know, who's more persecuted. This isn't, this isn't, I mean like persecution, yes, but nothing close to what other people are going through, man. Don't, don't think that like, you know, being called names is like the height of persecution. Lord, why are you giving your toughest battles to me? (laughs) No, 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 no. But this is, this is what you should expect. I've been called, um, you know, obviously, aside from like nut job, aside from crazy, I, you know, I've had people, okay, so this is just an example. As I left high school, obviously, I got more on fire for God than I was in high school. And I left a year early, so all of my peers were still in high school. And I would have, I have um, the people that just barely knew me, who just knew of me, um, tell my friends, like, are you, are you friends with that Alex kid? Are you still friends with him? Yeah, I'm still friends with him. He scares me. <laughs> and when I heard that, I was like, dang, it's like a badge of honor. He scares me. Like, what do you mean? Like, just the things that he says and posts, it scares me. I've been called, oh, get this, a cult leader. That's good. I've been, I've been, I've been accused of joining a cult and also being a cult leader. So, I mean, that's fun. But I want you to understand something. That is a very good thing. When I hear that, I'm not thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> what are they, <laughs> do they even know that I, I love the Lord and I'm a Christian just like they are? I just, what, I don't get it. Like, what am I doing wrong? I just wish that they thought it was cool. Do you think I'm, I'm broken up about that? I wear that cult leader thing as a badge of honor. Look at that. By 18 years old, lukewarm Christians think I'm a cult leader. Good, good. Religious people think I've gone nuts. Good. You know who else they thought has gone nuts? Just a just a couple. I don't know if you'll know these names. They're pretty obscure names in the Bible. But if you've read the Bible closely, you might have heard of these people. Um, you know, Paul the Apostle, um, Peter, all of the believers in the upper room thought they were drunk. Um, have you heard of Silas? Have you heard of Stephen? Um, have you heard of Jesus? They thought he was nuts. Um, who are who are just a, a couple other? David danced with all his might before the Lord, bringing back the ark, and his wife ridiculed him for being too out there, too undignified. What was David's response? He was bringing in the ark. He was so happy that the anointing was coming back to Israel after he was made king, and his wife was watching him from their their um home. And she saw him. He's leading the ark in. And he took off his kingly garment and put on the priestly garment. And he started, the Bible says, he danced with all his might before the Lord in front of all the people. They could all see him. And, and Michael, his wife, afterwards said, oh, didn't the king look so dignified in front of all these handmaidens? And David rebuked her. He said, <laughs> he said first of all, rebuked her. Uh, made fun of her daddy, and then 
uh, just said it straight and he said, I'll get even more undignified than this before it's all said and done. What about Solomon? Sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings when you were only supposed to do seven. Did God, you know, has, has God, you find me one place in the Bible where some, where some um, man or woman got so drunk on the power of God, got so infatuated with God, got so drunk with a love for God, with a passion to do his work, that God came down to him and was like, look, hey, hey, listen, I love your heart, bro. I really do. I see it. You want to do good things, but I just, I think you're taking it too far. I think, you know, I think the things that you're saying are a little bit extreme, um, and you could relate to more people if you just tone it down. It's not what you're saying, but it's how you're saying it. I've been told that verbatim by a youth pastor. So do, do you ever see God doing that? No. No, you never do. And he never will. Get this. When Stephen the deacon, I love this story, man. When Stephen the deacon, the Bible says he was filled with the Holy Spirit and he was a deacon. He wasn't even a, he wasn't a pastor. He wasn't a teacher. He wasn't an evangelist, an apostle, a prophet. He was just a deacon. His job was to carry out day-to-day tasks like, like feeding widows in the church. That was his job. And the Bible says he started doing signs and wonders among the people. Signs and wonders among the people. He was performing miracles, healing people, you know, crazy stuff. Lepers, cleansed, the blind see, the deaf hear, stuff like that. And the Jews got mad at him. And the Bible records in Acts chapter 7, a long sermon where Stephen, literally, he rebukes the fire out of the, he said, you stiff-necked people. He just rebukes the fire out of, not, not just regular people, out of religious leaders. You stiff-necked people. He's, he's roasting them. And then he's preaching the gospel. He's saying, You'll, he's like, you don't even know what y'all are talking about, you stiff-necked people. And he starts um, preaching the gospel. He goes back. He's, he's giving proofs. He's, the Bible says he's speaking with such um, authority and such grace that they had no answer for him. They couldn't say anything because of the grace that was on his speaking. And they got so angry that they picked up stones to stone him. And they killed Stephen. But the Bible records as Stephen is being stoned. He's being killed. He's holding on to his last breath and he looks up into heaven and he says this, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Why is that interesting? Because in the Bible, it plainly states that when Jesus died on the cross, was buried for three days, rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of the Father. The Bible says he's ever living, ever seated at the right hand of the Father. He doesn't get up. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for you. But there's only one time in the Bible where where it records that Jesus stood up from his throne. And it's when Stephen, after running his mouth for God, after being an extremist, after being a, a nut job, so to speak, as people would call him, looked up into heaven and Jesus stood for him. If you stand for Jesus, Jesus will stand for you. Go into this school year with, with the intent not to, to piss people off just for the sake of ticking people off. Go into this year with the intent to 
do as much damage as you can to the kingdom of darkness. But understand that once you start doing that, there will be pushback. There will be persecution. Understand that people will think you're nuts. Understand that other Christians will turn on you. Understand that. Don't, don't live in a fantasy world where you think everyone's for you. But also understand that if God be for you, no one can be against you. This is the year for the radical. You can look all throughout the Bible and see the radical. You never see God reward anyone for, their, um, for being mediocre. You never see God reward anyone for being, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle, you know. I'm not, I'm not hot or cold, but I'm, you know, I'm just kind of like a moderate. God rebukes those people. There is no fence. You're on one side of the fence or the other. The devil owns the fence. If you're on the fence, you're going with him. The devil owns the fence. So if you're gonna if you're gonna sin, go ahead. Sin all you want. If you're gonna drink 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 to get drunk, whatever. If you're gonna sin, be be good at it. But if you're gonna be on fire for God, which I know those who who are listening are, be so on fire that people think you're nuts. This year is the year of the radical. For those connected to the last gen. That's a word for you. That's a prophetic word for you. This year is the year of the radical. Keep that written down where you can see it. I really believe that we're going to see great things. I want to see, you know, whenever, you know, we jump on a live stream together, Whenever we jump on a Zoom call together, whatever we're doing at the last gen, a podcast, whatever. If you know, if we have a meeting in person, if I, I get to meet you guys in person at a revival meeting or at, you know, I don't want to reveal too much, but what you know I want whenever we see each other or get in contact or, you know, communicate with each other, I want to see testimonies of things that God has done through you in your school. I want to jump on a live stream when we get into the new studio, when school has only been going for a couple weeks. I want to jump on a live stream and see on the TV screen as people are commenting, Alex, I have a testimony from school. I shared the gospel with this person. They got saved. I prayed for this person. They got healed. I started this club at school. I want. I, I don't want to play this this country club fake youth group Christianity. Seriously. It's kind of tiring. It's kind of boring. I'm sick of it. When I say youth group Christianity, what I mean, you know, I'm not demeaning on youth groups. What I'm saying is, I don't want to have a Oh, we, well, I come to youth group once a week and, you know, that's, that's kind of the extent of what I do. I, I don't want that. I don't want that. I know you don't want that. If you're going to be all in, let's, let's be all in. Like the book of Acts, like all in. Man, it's making me want to go back to high school. 
Not, not, you know, not to learn calculus. But listen, don't don't make the mistake that I did in my first two, in my freshman and sophomore year of high school. Don't don't make that mistake where you're just cruising through life, you know, you don't take the Bible seriously. Oh, maybe in senior year I'll take it seriously. You don't have that kind of time. You don't have that kind of time. Be serious now. Pray now. Fast now. Give now. In every area of your life there should be there should be something different about you where you even Christians who may have gone to church all their life they see how much you give they see how much you pray they see how much you you care you read the word that you're on fire for God that you share the gospel and they they say man that's that's intense you you will seem intense now don't be like the weirdo that's like <laughs> like gets to school and like all downcast they look like all dark and gloomy and they go man can i talk to you for a second yeah come come close yeah, yeah. no no come into this room yeah, yeah i was in my prayer closet you know interceding for the nations for six hours and i uh, i just heard that there was a spiritual uh demonic principality over the school and i just want to tear it down so father we come to you in the name of jesus just like you know what i'm saying like don't be weird you know like you, here's what I mean. You're going to look weird to, to people, but don't be weird. Like don't try. Cause people do this. They, they you know, <laughs> especially Pentecostals, charismatics, charismatics can get weird where they try, they like go out of their way to be odd. Don't, you don't need to be odd. Just do what the Bible says. People, you know, and not everyone's going to hate you. People are going to be att- attracted to the anointing on your life. People are going to say things like, you know, though you might get the comments like, you're, you're, you've joined a cult. You're taking this too seriously. You're, I think you're a cult leader. Though you'll get those from religious people, from normal day-to-day people, they'll say stuff like this. Man, I, I just like you for some reason. I don't know. You know, I don't like most people, but I, I like you. I like being around you. you. You're just so happy all the time. That's the stuff that you'll get, and it'll be an open door for the gospel. I want to leave you with this, this passage of Scripture. I think it's so important for us as young people. This is one of my favorite books of the Bible. Um, first and second Timothy, because it's so, you know, it's it's going to be your best friend as a young person. It's Paul writing to his son in the faith, Timothy. Some scholars say Timothy was a teenager, 17, 18, 16 even. Some say he was a young adult, 20, 21, 22. But I want you to read this with me. First Timothy chapter four. And this is Paul's advice to him. And I know it's, it's in the context of ministry, but understand that it's, it's prevalent to you as well. This is Paul talking to Timothy. He says, command and teach these things. Let, listen to this. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching, Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Listen to this. This is the the verse that I want you to see. Verse 15. 1 Timothy 4.15. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and, and the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Immerse yourself in these things. Another translation, throw yourself wholeheartedly into these tasks. 
It's a call for Timothy to be all in. And that's my call to you today. Be all in. Set an example for other believers that are even older. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you and I thank you for these young people. I thank you that your hand is on this ministry. I thank you that you're blessing everyone who is connected to this ministry. The faithful listeners of this podcast, those who jump on every live, every Zoom call, those who give to Miracle Word Ministries, I thank you that because there's a grace on this ministry, that grace will be on their lives. Lord, I pray for every single young person that desires to be used by you. Make this year for us the year of the radical. Let us be extremists. Let there be no end to what we'll do for you. Lord, we're believing for a different kind of year. Not a lukewarm year, not an up and down year, but a different kind of year. One that is marked and branded by the fire of God. And we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I really believe that. Listen, if you haven't already, check, check out all the previous podcasts that we have I think we're nearing like 50 episodes that we have. We've got, you know, 50 episodes of things ranging from, you know, like questions that I get, um, political topics. We, we talked about abortion. We talked about gun control. We talk about, obviously, scripture. Like, that's, that's what we talk about. Um, from a, a biblical perspective, we, you know, there's episodes on how you can know there's proof that the Bible is true, apologetics, how to read the Bible, how to pray, Stuff like that. Should you go to college? Stuff stuff that's going to actually help you. So if you haven't already, go scroll through those episodes. Scroll through the titles. If there's something that, that catches your eye or something you want to learn more about, click on it. I believe, you know, you'll never, you'll never regret listening to the Word of God and doing what it says. All right? I love you. If you have any questions, oh... Like I say, I announce this every single time, but every single time I have more people uh, sign up for it. But if you want to receive text notifications from me, from my personal phone, go to lastgen, L-A-S-T-G-E-N, dot superphone, it's superphone, dot I-O. Or you could go to miracleword.com slash lastgen and scroll down and you'll see how to, how to uh, set up um, text notifications where you can text me to my personal phone. You can ask questions. You'll uh, receive updates with what we're doing. Um, Sometimes I just send out, you know, gift cards and stuff like that. Um, You know, just just cool things. So you'll be the first to hear about a lot of things. Um, But I love you guys. Thanks for jumping on. I know it's a shorter one today, but have a great rest of your summer, a great rest of your day. If you're already in school, go freaking crush it. And I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Thank you.